Your best life is more rewarding when you become a member of Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can earn MyPlus rewards points for everyday purchases and banking activities. You even earn 3,000 MyPlus rewards points when you open your membership with Affinity Plus. MyPlus Rewards offers the potential to rack up major points and even bigger rewards. Use your points on vacation getaways, discounted rates on Affinity Plus car loans, gift cards from popular stores and restaurants, and cash back. Or pay those points forward with charitable donations. You've got a lot of great choices with Affinity Plus and MyPlus Rewards. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more about your MyPlus Rewards earning power. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we're going to visit with our friends from the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. Our guests today are Shannon Wisso, she is the Executive Director, and Lenora Zeno, who is the Volunteer Community Relations Coordinator. Ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Good morning. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah. So, Shannon, let's start with you. Sure. With the, uh, uh, for our listeners that, again, are not familiar with what you do, just give us a little background on on the facility and, and the services you offer. Sure, absolutely. Um, Mid-Minnesota Women's Center um, was an organization that started in 1978 by our founding mother, Louise Zaliski. So we've had our place in this community for a very long time. And our organization is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we operate two programs, um, two separate buildings, two separate programs and services, um, one of them being the 24-hour domestic violence shelter over on Maple Street. And we are the only shelter in Region 5. So that includes Crow Wing, Cass, Morrison, Todd, and Wadena counties. Um, and then the other program that we offer is the 365-day Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center, and that's on Oak Street. And we are the only safety center in Region 5 as well. Wow. Yeah. Is that unusual? I don't know that I've ever um, asked you that. Um, I don't, well, I don't know what the usual would be, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, you would um, think almost uh, in a uh, area this five, when you say Region 5, that mm-hmm. is, what, five counties? It is, yes. Yeah. So it's a very large geographical location, yeah. but oftentimes funding is dictated by population. Mm-hmm. So you'll find a lot more of these services that are available, say, in the metro areas. And when we get out into outstate Minnesota, um, they're not as common, but we have more of the barriers that are in place as mm-hmm. far as um, people having barriers for transportation, um, just those type of things. So it makes it even more difficult for them to get to us because we are fewer and far, far between. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, a- Aiken County being our plus one, so we service them as well. And uh, um, so that's Region 5 plus one, yeah. six wow. counties. That's yeah. a lot. It yeah. is a lot. Considering the state has 87 counties in it, we, we are handle a large amount. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And the shelter has um, 26 beds, mm-hmm. and we're almost always full. And if you guys remember from last year, um, we were actually down one bedroom because we had some roof damage. Mm-hmm. You guys probably heard about it. I am 100% certain you helped us get the word out for that. <laughs> um, we were fundraising, and the community got behind us, so we are completely fully operational again um and it's so important that we are like i said we're the only one here Mm -hmm. so if we're down a bedroom that's one less family that we're able to help um so the community really rallied behind us and helped us out with getting that repaired and it is completely repaired completely cleaned and it is yes and we're so blessed thank you our community is so giving and we're really blessed to have 
both a shelter and the child safety center mm-hmm. right here in our area. So right. it's just super important. I feel really blessed to have that. And let's explain the Alex and Brandon Safety Center, what services, what goes on there, just if people are wondering. Sure. Um, Well, that program actually started in the year 2000, and the reason why it opened is because back in 1996, um, Alex and Brandon Frank were murdered by their father during an unsupervised visit. Um, Their mom, Angie Plattenberg, had been requesting those services be put in place for them because of the situation and the dynamic of their the breakdown of their marriage mm-hmm. and those requests weren't honored and mm. that family suffered a tragedy that no family should ever have to suffer right. um, the little boys were actually attending the children's support group at the shelter and Angie was connected with Louise our founding mother mm-hmm. so those two very strong very influential women put their heads together and had said that um, if they have anything that they can do with this, they're going to prevent any other family from Mm -hmm. having to experience that again. So they lobbied for money, they um, fundraised, they did everything that they needed to do. And within four years, the program started. And what we offer there are um, supervised visitations and exchanges for families that are in crisis or on the verge of crisis, and maybe just need a little bit of um, help or separation from each other. Because truly, um, there's no child in this world that has asked to be here. And no child gets to pick who their parents are. Um, So that's one of the things that we strongly believe in at the Safety Center is that the kids that are coming to Mm -hmm. us, they're our clients. It's not parent A, parent B, parent one, parent two, grandma, Mm -hmm. social worker. Um, I mean, they are, but we're there for the kids. So as long as what's being done is in the best interest of those kids, then Mm -hmm. that's what we do. We don't get in the middle of... um, things that happen in court proceedings, stuff that happens in divorces. Nope, that has nothing, no bearing on what it is that we do and the services that we provide. So we just want to make sure that we offer a safe, secure, and child-friendly environment for the kids to be able to either continue or establish the relationships that they have with their parents. So out of that horrible, horrible tragedy, um, Louise and Angie had the vision to create this amazing state-of-the-art facility that Mm -hmm. is now 20 years Mm -hmm. uh, here in our community. So it's um, we encourage anybody in the community who doesn't know about our facilities Mm -hmm. to contact us, and I would be more than happy to give tours and and walk them through what our services are. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing what they the like the the thinking and the thought processes that they had back 20 years ago when they were doing this because mm-hmm. they thought through certain scenarios that oftentimes people are more reactive about where oh this happened so now we're going to respond and change our building this way. They thought through so many things All that scenarios. our yeah, it's mm-hmm. our building has two separate entrances and exits mm-hmm. so the parents never interact with each other. Um, We've got separate rooms where there's confidentiality for three different families that are going on. Mm -hmm. It has a security system to make sure that there's all that security is in place. So the kids in the area area and the family safety network. And we've got three um, separate playgrounds outside. So when the weather is, I mean, anyone with children knows that kids do, um, their behaviors are a lot different when they can get a little bit of fresh air and Mm -hmm. they can burn off some energy. So so we've got that available too. Um, But it it just amazes me what they thought through and what they were able to think of and predict and try to prevent. And thank God that they did. I mean, who knows how many tragedies have been, you know, diverted because of having this facility. Well, not only that, in our nation this last year, we had two uh, homicides that Mm -hmm. uh, were child exchanges done in front of a police department in California and in a southern state. And so those parents thought that would be a safe place. And unfortunately, it wasn't. We had a tragedy of two homicides. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard to think about. 
It mm-hmm. is, and it's not topics that people like to think about. Right. No. But on the flip side, the reality is, is it's happening, mm-hmm. and domestic violence is extremely common. It's more common than what it should be, which is why we're doing yeah. what we're doing. Um, but we're very fortunate to be able to have the resources in our community right here to be able to meet those needs for our community members. Yeah. Right. If anybody's listening and you're thinking of a family that might be able to use these resources, please refer them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They can call. Um, the shelter's open 24 hours a day, like I said, so they can call 218-828-1216, and there is a um, on-staff advocate that's available anytime. Fantastic. Now, you also mentioned you're a nonprofit and that you rely on volunteers. We rely on so many other things. Um, <laughs> yes, volunteers being one of them. Um, last year, we had over 1,500 hours of volunteer time that was dedicated wow. to our organization. Wow. Yeah. Um, that being said, if you you know think about what that would cost the organization to be able to pay those people mm. as staff, we wouldn't be able to operate. And these people come in, they give of their time, they do so many things that help out. Um, they read books with children, they offer a just a listening ear for someone that's needing to vent. They mm-hmm. clean and reorganize the very large refrigerator at the shelter. <laughs> um, they do all kinds of things for us. So it's really great. And that's actually what um, Lenora right. coordinates. So she's on top of all of that. They're key. And we've added a lot of volunteers this year. And we're super grateful. Um, the amount of time and them coming, giving, helping with reception and and child care. Mm-hmm. We've added support groups in the area. So we need child care for that. So these women and men can have adult conversations and their children can be mm-hmm. um, taken care of while they're doing that. So I'm just super grateful for all the volunteers we have, and I look forward to more coming on board this year. Absolutely. Now, uh, ob- obviously, you also rely then on donations, uh, not only monetary, but I believe also uh, clothing and toys and things like that to help make the operation run. We sure do. Um, oftentimes, when somebody's fleeing an experience or a violent relationship, they're leaving with what's on their back. Mm-hmm. You know, their priority is is their safety, so they're not thinking about, well, what should I pack for the next two weeks or you know anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we provide everything that's all of the necessities that are required at the shelter, we provide. Mm-hmm. And we do that with the assistance of everybody else. So you can donate men's, women's, and children's clothing, um, Toiletries. Toiletries. Oh, yeah. We're um, like we're just like a great big giant house. So everything that you use at your house, mm-hmm. toilet paper, paper towels, mm-hmm. dish soap and laundry soap, etc., mm-hmm. we need at the shelter. Okay. Yep. yep. And even other just day to day things like stamps. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that we n- nobody thinks about, but everybody right. needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we use those. And another thing that's extremely helpful is when people donate their old cell phones. So many oh, of the programs still do that. Yes. Okay. So we get that. And the reason what we use those for is when somebody is developing a safety plan, mm-hmm. um, if they don't have a cell phone or if the cell phone that they have is connected maybe to their abuser's account and that's being monitored, um, you don't have to have service set up on a cell phone in order to be able to call 911. So we call it their 911 phone. So if that's something that they keep charged and just leave in their glove box if it's necessary, Mm -hmm. um, they're able to do that. So if people donate their old cell phones, they don't have to be brand new. Um, All that we do request is that people delete all of their personal information. And oftentimes people have iPhones right now. So we just ask that you exit out of your um, iCloud account Mm -hmm. and just, you know, just clear it out. And then we can use that and give that to somebody else. Refurbish them for safety phones. And sometimes we'll give two or three. So if they have a safe room in the house that they know if they're concerned, there's a an intruder or there's mm-hmm. a problem they can mm-hmm. go to that area and have that phone hidden in so. there okay yep. mm-hmm. wow yep. 
Now, you mentioned you don't get involved in the parental uh, uh, legalities when <laughs> nope. it comes to the kids, but no. at the shelter, do you offer some advice or help for women that are trying to go through what they're going through? Well, we do, and truly that's dictated by the women that are visiting with us or the men. Um, you don't have to be a resident at the shelter to receive services from us. You can be a non-resident and come in and meet with us as well. Um, one thing that our advocates provide assistance for is filling out um, legal documents, court-ordered um, orders for protection, and yes. harassment restraining orders. Yeah. Um, but that's not something that's required. So if that is a request of the person that's coming to meet with us, then our advocates will help with that. But that's not something that's forced on anybody. Yeah. We really truly believe that when someone's coming to us, it's what their priorities are and their goals, and then we assist them with that. We want to empower them to take back those sort of things and make those decisions in their life, not replace one um, controlling relationship with another if we're telling them what it is that they can and cannot do. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Well said. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, if someone would like to volunteer and spend some time there and provide these services and help out, Lenora, what's the best way to do that? Well, they can contact the shelter or, or my number. So the 218-828-1216 is the shelter number. Or they can contact my business cell directly, 218 537 0588 and then I'd invite them in for a tour so they can see exactly what our services are. We'd fill out an application and then of course we because of our services we do have to do background checks and kind of feel them out what what they would prefer to do whether mm -hmm. it's reception or if they prefer to work with children specifically or whether it's just for special events. So mm -hmm. it's an individual basis and yeah. we try to fill in their what their best needs are as well. Sure. And there's no hourly requirement. I mean, if somebody wants to meet with us once a year to volunteer during the fall and help us clean up the yard, so be it. If somebody have, wants to be a regular volunteer and come in every Monday to, for the reception desk, that works too. We have some volunteers cool. that specifically enjoy doing court accompany for when the women have to go to court for orders oh, yeah. of protection uh -huh. or some volunteers that specifically want to be on call for if they can uh, help with transportation services because uh -huh. our area, of course, doesn't have a great transportation system. So we're always looking for dial a ride tokens or passes as well awesome. for okay. our residents. Good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know you can drop off um, clothing and so mm -hmm. on. Uh, does one need to call ahead to set up those types of things or how does that work? Not necessarily. Okay. We um, The one thing we do ask is we, we don't have the storage space at our facility for larger ticket items like somebody may want to donate a bed or a, or a couch. Mm -hmm. So those are things we just simply don't have the space for. Sure. Uh, we partner up with Salem West when our residents transition for the larger items. Uh -huh. But um, otherwise we have an advocate available 24 seven uh, we do prefer the eight to six because we're more heavily staffed mm -hmm. and we can assist with carts and whatnot but nope they don't have to call ahead we're we're happy to help at any time and awesome. one thing about donations too is obviously the needs of our shelter are constantly changing based on who is at our shelter mm -hmm. um, everything that's donated to us if it isn't used by the residents or the non-residents that are coming to us for services, we share that with other nonprofits in the community. So Perfect. nothing goes to waste. Um, nothing goes, uh, we just make sure that 
we bring it to Dorcas. We drop things off at Teen Challenge, Army. Salvation Army, mm-hmm. the Good shop. Job. Yeah, so yeah. we try to share and spread it around so that way if anybody has any questions about where that's going, that's what the that's used veterans for. veterans also. Yeah. 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 Awesome. You mentioned a refrigerator, and that got me thinking, do you provide food? And if so, is that something, and I'm thinking more like a Cub Food gift card or something like that, are those welcome as well? Absolutely. So, yes, we do provide food. Um, So 26 beds. That tells you how much food we go through during the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, We provide all of that when they're with us. And gift cards like Cub Foods are amazing because what that can be used for is for the residents that are actually at the shelter. They also can be used for the clients at the safety center as well. Oh, yeah. And then they also can be given to somebody who is – leaving and transitioning out of the shelter and starting their own place. When you start your own townhome, apartment, house, whatever that may be, just buying the simple basics like flour and sugar and butter, yeah. all of that adds up and you haven't even gotten like your meal stuff yet. Right. Yeah. You know, so then we can so it's multi-purpose when somebody does something like that. Gas for cards us. are also an excellent thing uh, that we we're always in need of. So mm-hmm. uh, when that woman or the family may be with us um, they may not be working at the time or maybe on an interim leave mm-hmm. and but still need to make medical appointments or down at Crowing County Social Services or mm-hmm. whatever therapy or whatever mm-hmm. they may need. So gas cards are a big help, too. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So yeah. anybody willing and able, they're here to take that. That would be great. And do you have fundraisers that go on throughout the year? We are extremely busy with fundraisers <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but um, we, we were super blessed yes. last year. I don't know. We just, this is such a great, tremendous community. Mm-hmm. And just a huge shout out um, from myself and on behalf of the organization. Uh, it was overwhelming, not only just because of the ice damage, ice dam damage that we mm-hmm. had at the shelter. Uh, if you've ever dealt with insurance, we ran into some snags oh. there. Mm-hmm. So we really had to. Um, reach out to the community and we did a ton of fundraising Mm -hmm. Uh, the garage sale at the fairgrounds Mm -hmm. um, thank you Gary Doucette for your help there was absolutely tremendous and what was so rewarding about that is not only did we make some great money to help get our shelter back in repair but um, we were able to give the community some help with getting back to school Mm -hmm. and really felt like we made a lot of families more prepared and so it was it was just tremendous great uh, community outreach yeah and last year during our holiday fundraising time um, we provided Christmas to 176 families and all of those all of those gifts were donated to us we didn't purchase any so that was our community members were donating those for the families and what I love about that program is we wrap the gifts for the parents, mm-hmm. so that way they get their own surprise. They get a surprise. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. And then um, the parents wrap the gifts for their children that are donated, so that way they are coming from yeah. mom cool. and dad, not yeah. from yeah. the shelter. Right. How cool is that? Yep. Smart. Love so it. we yep. do have quite a few events up and coming. Um, do you want to talk about how we're merging our our major fundraiser? Oh, sure. Um, one thing that we try to be cognizant of is we do have a lot of asks in the community uh, that we do throughout the year because we are a nonprofit. And in order to try to reduce that ask on our um, supporters, we have decided to merge our Child Safety Center fundraiser in May and our shelter fundraiser in October to one large event in June. Oh, okay. So we're going to be doing that in June, on June 5th, and it's going to be at Be Mary. And we're in the planning stages of that now, kind of finalizing some things, but it's going to be a wonderful event with an excellent dinner, 
excellent entertainment. It's going to be a super fun night. Yes. So the event center at Gather on 3, which is uh, rebranded from the woods Mm -hmm. in Merrifield. And um, it really made sense. So May is um, Child Safety Awareness Month. And October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. So it made sense that we merged these two fundraisers because we are one organization. Mm -hmm. And we can create more awareness in the month of May regarding child safety services. Mm -hmm. And we can create more awareness in October for domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So when you have the two fundraisers going on in those months, it's it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to merge them this year and see how it goes. I think it's going to be a fantastic cool. event, and we're looking so forward to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you said June 5th. Yeah. June, June 5th. 5th. Gather yes. on three. All right. We'll look forward to those details. Absolutely. We will be here. <laughs> All right. Ladies, thank you so much for being thank here Thank you today. for having us. Yes, it's been thank great you. fun. It's our yeah. pleasure. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Our guests today, Shannon Wisso is the Executive Director of the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center and Child Safety Center, and Lenora Zeno is the Volunteer Community Relations Coordinator with that same organization. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are brought to you, uh, are actually on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.